Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, I'd like to share maybe some thoughts from, from my early days as a finance professional when I used to believe the most successful in our profession were those with um, the best commitment to continued professional development, going on those technical training courses, they had the most letters after their name, most certificates, had a great attitude to balancing time for work and also time for development. But um, it was when I took on the dream job and got really frustrated that all of the, this um, investment and development hadn't quite paid off for me, then I really started to question what was going on here. Because yes, attitude, hard work, development, they're all really important, but the defining characteristic of those finance professionals who reach the highest levels of performance ultimately comes down to their environment. And you know, I made this discovery as an individual contributor, but you know, even more so as a leader nowadays, I find it actually matters more because all of us have our own environments that you know make us seem like we're more confident. Like for instance, I'm doing these podcasts, I come across perhaps as an extrovert, but away from the mic or the stage where I do events and speaking or the workplace, I'm quite quiet and reserved. And um, you know, that might be hard to believe. But, you know, I've got a friend who is actually in the Army Reserves or Defence Force Reserves. You know, he's a highly respected officer. His men look to him to, to lead them. He's super brave. Um, but then when he's back in his work environment, he's actually dictated to by his company schedule. And he, you know, I probably have to say he's probably delivered short of his potential because he's maybe not as confident in that environment. And uh, there's many stories I can share about others, particularly in the audience that reach out to me on this one, and also my own experience of who working with. But, you know, the environment, more often than not, will tend to bring the best or worst out in us. And, you know, having helped a few people through this journey, it turns out that environment is less to do with the physical space we're in and more to do with two other factors. And the first of those is actually about gaining access to best practices. Um, if you think about it, some of you might have heard of the condition of scurvy. Yeah, uh, that's where uh, back in the olden days, the sailors uh, used to die of it. it sort of it uh, manifests with um, some sort of scarring around the mouth and so on. And when they were trying to figure out how to solve for this, they tried everything. They tried rubbing salt on their skin. They tried praying to the gods like Poseidon, abstaining from alcohol, drinking extra alcohol. Um, and of course, big practice back in the day was using leeches, but none of it worked. And they continued to die at sea until there was a fortunate discovery that oranges, or more importantly, the vitamins from the oranges, cured the scurvy. So all along, the cure was simple cheap and accessible. But how many of our stakeholders or even fellow colleagues are struggling to solve problems when the solution itself is simple, cheap and accessible? And uh, it's unknown to the person who's suffering. So without those best practices, you know, they're actually left to explore the painfully slow process of trial and error. And uh, each lesson, you know, like the case with Skirbit, could take many years to discover um, and the great thing about this day and age is that with technology, with the, the development of networks like LinkedIn and so on, there's so many free papers, articles, events to go to uh, in person or even virtually, listening to podcasts like this one, reading blogs, searching you know key terms and whatever, 
to ask our questions to identify what the best practices are. Um, and also the second element is actually, you know, maybe associated with the last theme is peer groups, which can be, you know, these can be very powerful. Like for instance, I think uh, there was a study done where um, if you're sort of trying to train for a marathon, you're more likely to have more success in your training if you're uh, successfully meeting uh, with uh, other people who have similar commitments or similar goals because you're driving each other on, you're sharing uh, knowledge, you have that peer pressure or that uh, forced sense of accountability. It's the same for finance professionals, you know, forming peer groups that can maybe meet or regularly interact uh, either within your organization or across organizations or even like on LinkedIn messaging groups. Um, on other, other social media platforms where you can just sort of um, you know keep an eye out for each other and encourage each other and push each other on and that's another sort of reason why or actually two reasons why if you look at the peer groups and the best practices why we bring guest mentors onto the strength in the number show it is really to help you peer over the fence over what's worked for them what's not how they've managed to get themselves into the right environment um, and then you know they help and they deconstruct word for word uh, with you as they share their stories and hard-won lessons so you can digest their knowledge and practically figure out how you can use that to go and solve more meaningful problems for your organizations and have more rewarding careers so look hope you found this episode really useful if you did please remember to subscribe and share it with your colleagues and friends we're on all the major platforms iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and YouTube and really appreciate your investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.